fix the mop water uh, function first. How's that? All good? Okay, great. Sorry about that. And uh, it's a pleasure to be able to um, just be given this opportunity to speak to you all. Um, it's kind of a bit of a tough gig actually doing uh, this uh, Sunday School Awards because, and I've already sort of spoken to the adult Bible class and I hope you understand that we might be doing things a touch differently because normally I speak to adults and to parents but I really want to speak to our kids and there's a kid over there that's already yawning and I haven't even started yet so thanks very much for that. But really I want to talk to kids and also I want to give a really uh, personal warm welcome to those of you who perhaps don't usually come to church but perhaps you come, you've come to support your relatives and that's fantastic and hopefully in the midst of everything I can uh, come up with something for you guys as well. And. Uh, Time, of course, is another issue and we know that there's a barbecue and, and we know that pretty soon you're going to want to eat. So I've decided to make this a six-word sermon. Now, don't get too excited, okay, because I'm going to have to explain the six words that I would use. But I want to bring a six-word message to everybody, but of course specifically to some of the younger people here and to those of you who perhaps are coming to church and it's a relatively new experience I'm sure that I speak for Mr Gus as well I'm very very excited that you're here and I'm hoping that in the six words that we use today there's something that you can take home now first of all I would like to talk to the young people here okay I've got six words and to try and yes you're young aren't you don't look so confused you're certainly younger than me yeah some of the um, Sunday school teachers I had in my class about five of them that's how odd I am folks five staff members were Sunday school students of mine way back in the day it doesn't really matter so long six words and they're six D words okay six D words Appropriate for a guy named Gavin Dunn, right? Okay, it makes sense. Six D words for you. And the two that I have at the beginning are specifically for the young kids. And I really need you to pay attention here. The two D words I've got is for you. And it's a little bit of life advice. In a way, I've kind of hit the ground running and I haven't really introduced myself, but I've already told you that I've been in Sunday school for a very long time. In fact, I am actually right now currently the longest serving Sunday school teacher that there is in Connell Park at this point in time. I'm just saying that maybe, Jude, I might know stuff. Maybe I, might, I won't, but there is a chance that I might know stuff. And if I can address you guys for a moment particularly our young Sunday school students, I have a couple of words for you, and it is, don't depart. Now, if you can remember that, that'll be really, really cool because I can ask questions at any time. I'm kind of wacky that way, okay? So try and get it in your memory. I think it's something worth remembering 
and that is don't depart. And the reason why I'm mentioning that to you is because there's a verse in the, in the Bible that we find in Proverbs 22, verse 6, which says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that train basically means to teach, but be honest. What do you think of, what do you think of, John, when you think of the word train? Be honest with me, bro. Toot, toot. Okay, that's what you're thinking of. I don't have a train with me, but what I do have, the evil things that Pastor Matthews used to do me back in Friday nights, um, that kids used to have to make model cars to go along a track, and I can't make steam, okay? There's nothing that I can make. So I get my dad to make them things, and they don't look all that good because they're really old, and I just got them off my bookshelf this morning, so they're really dusty, but that's cool because dust begins with D as well, so it's well on the theme. But my dad would make these cars for me, okay, and they're really old, and he'd always paint them green because he'd always tell me that green was a good racing colour. So I've got two here and they're always green. Either that or knowing my dad, Green was the only tin of paint he found in his shed and he wouldn't buy another one because he's a Scotsman. Okay, one of these two reasons. But both these cars, just like a train, are designed to go along a track. And of course, it's only when that car goes off the track that that's disastrous. Dad's been working on this for months and months and some of the dads know. Brother Gilmer, he would, he would raid the internet, he would ring up NASA, he would do everything to make sure that his cars were the best and of course if they went off track that was a disaster. Boys and girls, you are laying down habits right now that hopefully will set you in really good stead for the rest of your life. Don't ever think that any one of you do not have the potential to go off track. And Sunday school, what you are doing right now, and I hope I'm not boring you too much, Amos, I'm doing my absolute best, but what you are doing now is establishing a track upon which, Lord willing, your life will go for the rest of your life. You're laying down that ha those habits and boys and girls you need to know this, okay? I really want you to know this. It is so much easier to break a bad habit when you're young than when you're older. That's the absolute truth. 27 years experience, hand on heart. In other words, boys and girls, what you're doing now, hopefully, will hold you in such good stead for the rest of your life. And I hope that you hold Sunday school in the highest esteem. Um, do you, who plans on going to university? Has anyone thought that much? So some of you are intending to continue your, your education in your 20s, but boys and girls, no matter how much education you do, there will only be a very special occasion where you get to learn from a book without error. That is one 100% truth. 
and that is the Bible. What you are doing now, boys and girls, keep on going. And I look forward to you being in the adult class. Chances are I won't be around then, nor will my little buddy over here. But certainly that's our intention for you. Boys and girls, don't depart. Don't what, Jude? Don't, don't depart. I also want to talk to you, and I'm swinging my focus a little bit to our dear friends who are not used to coming to church. And once again, you are most welcome. But, but mums and dads, folk, I need to ask you, and once again, with all the sincerity that I can muster, don't dismiss. I worked for many, many years with Mrs. Mathis, and I know she's a very dear soul to some of you, but she told a time when there was this massive bus run and just about every kid went to Sunday school, and that sounded like science fiction to me. Because in the 27 years that I've been doing this, and I'm sorry to say it, Mr. Gus, but I've seen the decline in numbers. And I've seen the fact that in general, our society have dismissed the precious, blessed word of God. It's just something that our society in general just doesn't care about anymore at all. What does society care about? Well, it's climate change. But it might interest you to know that the Bible has plenty to say even about climate change. Did, did you realise that in Romans 8 the Bible says that the whole of creation groaneth? And the reason for it, that it groaneth has nothing to do with the old styrofoam containers that the McDonald's hamburgers used to come in. It groaneth under man's vanity. In other words, when basically man messed up our universe and our creation, and they did that when they said no to God. When they actually said to God that they knew an, a different and better way than what the word showed was right for them. And, bo and boys and girls, mums and dad, unfortunately... The world has been spiralling down ever since. And I can I suggest we can't fix those problems. The Bible says that the solution to those problems is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the solution to our putrid oceans. He is the solution to all the decline and decay that we see. But more importantly, boys and girls, mums and dads, the Lord Jesus Christ is the solution to sin. As I said, all these problems started kicking in when man said no to God. And they were our forefathers and we're still bearing the consequences of that. But if we're honest with ourselves, it's not just that our parents were sinners. There was all a point in time in our life when we had to make the choice between what mum said and the chocolate cake. And we all know what we tend to do from time to time. Or we're, when we were in high school and we had to make a choice between what we knew was right and what we knew was cool. And we made the wrong choice there. When I look at the Bible, folks, once again, with all the sincerity that I have in me, I see a book that is as up-to-date as tomorrow's newspaper because can't you see that the world around you is groaning? 
And for whatever the reason that you're here, we're just glad that you're here and we are delighted to tell you that Jesus is the answer. One day he will come and he will set things right, but the question is, who is on the Lord's side? Will you be on the Lord's side or not? And now we come to our last set of Ds, perhaps our most important set of Ds, and that is don't delay. See, if you are a sinner, that means that one day, potentially, the way things are going right now, you'll be under God's condemnation. And even though God is very, very patient, there will be a day when you will face perfect justice. And that is a serious, serious thing. But there is salvation available to you. Now, coming back to the kids, I'm going to ask you a very, very difficult question, okay? So I need... Wake up you, I need thoughtful expressions. All of you, put your hands on your chin and look as though you're thinking because I'm going to ask you something. That's it. Sliding down the glasses works well. He looks like an intellectual. Whether he is or not, I'll have to ask you later on. But anyway, have a think. I'm about to ask you a very tough question. Who wants a present? Ah, okay. Here we go. Well, uh, if you can pass that over... Mr. Big American, over to Megan, and she can distribute that later on. A few things happen there very quickly. First of all, you notice that I just gave a gift without really inquiring about who I was giving it to. I didn't talk to them about their merit or whether they've been good this year because, let's face it, I probably already know the answer, right, bro? I didn't give on merit, I just gave. And they put up their hand enthusiastically and in doing so, they trusted me and they trusted the gift that I was about to give, that it was good. And, and we saw on the screen, and I hope that you saw Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is, de is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you don't understand gifts and presents at this time of year, you just haven't been paying attention. But the fact is, God gives to all. And a gift is nothing that you can earn. Folks, you can't earn salvation. All have sinned, all have fallen. You need to admit that. But you admitting that you're a sinner is not a bad thing because that's when the great physician comes in. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for you. And just call out. Just ask for the gift like you've seen these children do. Okay? You are very good role models, very good example. Thumbs up for that. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is something that each and every one of you needs to do. And it's called being born again in the Bible. In other words, if you can think of that time when you fell on your knees as a sinner and called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, well, congratulations. I can call you a brother and sister in Christ. But if you haven't done that, can I urge you, as I said, don't delay. There are plenty of people to talk to, but the best part is that there is a loving God that wants to save you even today. So there we have it, folks. Don't depart.
don't dismiss the word of God. And most important of all, don't delay. If we need to talk, I'd be delighted to talk. But I can say with all sincerity, folks, you do not have to leave here tonight, uh, today without knowing that you are indeed a member of the family of God. And I urge you to come and speak to someone you know about that. Thank you so much.